Football, baby! It's Losing Sucks, and let me tell you, I am excited for this show. It is time. I'm putting the smackdown of all smackdowns on Travis Masterson. No you chance. caught us on a great night. It is me, Dustin Blanton, along with Travis Masterson. We are Losing Sucks. You can find us over on Twitter at Losing Sucks. You can find us on the interwebs at LosingSucksFantasy.com. Now that that's out of the way, we've got some, th- we got some things to talk about for Week 7. Heading into week seven of the NFL season, we got our big picks. We've got some uh, some stardom, sit'em, rapid-fire stuff. But more importantly, we've got a hot debate that has been ha- happening between uh, myself and Travis, as he's been he's been erroneously propagating <laughs> this absolutely horrendous propaganda of Josh Allen being the forever and always 101, even in a redraft single quarterback league. This is absolutely asinine. I'm pulling out the Stephen A. Smith card. I cannot believe what my ears are hearing. I cannot believe what my eyes are seeing. He is out here lying to the people, just throwing out information. I'm here to put an end to it. There's been a changing. There has been a paradigm shift in mm. fantasy football over the last six weeks. And I believe, not just because recency bias, that things will okay. change. We will get to what is changing shortly, somewhere in the middle of the show. But, Dustin, yeah. Thursday night football is behind us. Andy Dalton puts up a huge day. Kyler we didn't Murray have a gross not. game. We no, didn't we have had a terrible we had a game. Shootout. We had a shootout. That was fun. Some unfortunate picks for Dalton. Um, mm-hmm. He could have been over 30 on the night. But all yeah. around... The weapons in this game delivered for the most part. Kyler Murray, yeah. 17, another sub-20 point performance. That's not oh, what he paid hell for. No. Oh, hell it's no. It's frustrating. It's frustrating to watch Kyler Murray play football right now. It and is. he's frustrated with his coach, but they got the win. DeAndre Hopkins seemed to slide right back into that alpha dog role. Yes, And we are on to the weekend. Yes, so, finally. A couple things that I want to look for in week seven. We'll go three each. I'll start at the top. The return of Tua and Mm -hmm. the effect on the weapons, specifically the flying fins of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. Will they be back to what we saw the first three and a half weeks of the season? Or will things cool down? Maybe we see a more conservative to it i'm not really sure what to expect dustin what are you expecting this weekend do they pop right back into wide receiver ones each of them i, I yeah i think tyreek hill you can you can definitely feel confident about and yeah and i think jalen waddle should be a a upper tier um wide receiver too um he'll creep into that wide receiver one because the look the the pittsburgh steelers i don't know what games they get up for you know they they got up to, to to shut down the narrative of the Bucks, and you know what they're still well coached, so there's always that. But I think the I think the Dolphins are going to give us something special on Sunday night, and I think Tua coming back is going to be a big part of that. Over under three hundred. I think I'll go under, but I think there's going to be some touchdown scored. I'll go under as well. Did you see? Speaking of the Steelers, did you see Chris Boswell bark at Matt Canada? No. Matt Canada was like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's a win right there. That's how you win. And Boswell, right in front of the phone, 
said, it wasn't because of you, I'll tell you that much. Oh! It was spicy. Oh, to, friendly fire. Uh, what's the first thing you're looking for in week seven? Man, I'm looking for, of course, being a Bears fan, I'm looking to see if Justin Fields can continue to progress, man. He's turning into, you know, in a in a year where we're really needing some, some plus side quarterback production, he was one of our darlings coming into the season. And as far as the fantasy community, we thought he could be kind of a, a break glass, if you know, if emergency, rushing upside quarterback. And we're kind of starting to see that the... New England Patriots are a well-coached defense. They obviously know how to shut down inexperienced quarterbacks. So that's kind of the the topper I'll put on top of this. I don't think this is an ultimate ceiling game, but I just want to see that continual you know improvement. You know, I think we've kind of moved away from the narrative of this offense is 100% in the ground, but now it's just a, okay, how reliable are they going to be? So I just want to see that that next little half of a step um, there. That's going to be tough. A brilliant mind in New England. Um, yeah, would that sure. be Bill Belichick? Uh, yeah, yeah, he no, could Steve be Belichick, somebody. He actually, could turn into a pretty darn good coach. Yeah, it's the mullet for me. Number two for me is another return. It is mm-hmm. DeAndre Swift, who yes, it feels like has been out for ages, but he is back. I'm curious the workload they give him right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. We've missed him. He's obviously in your lineup. Over under 15 touches, Dustin. Oh, that's a good line. That's a good line. Um, I'm going to say he's going to be under it. I think he'll probably have a dozen touches. Dozen touches should get 70 to 80 yards, hopefully a score. Productive hopefully. day for DeAndre Swift. He's explosive. Uh, the Cowboys defense is no joke, though. It's a tough matchup to start back with. For sure. For sure. Um, number two for you. What are we looking at? Yeah, I'm looking at the Jags and the Giants, man. Two um, – There's a, look, there's a bunch of fun narratives with these. And by fun, I mean kind of quirky. The Giants have a chance to be six and one. I don't, I can't believe it, but we're here. The Jags need to show me that they can be consistent. Man, Trevor Lawrence, I heard an interesting um, comparison to him that he's uh, Kirk Cousins plus and plus legs. At this point, like I can't really say no. You know, he just kind of like he doesn't. He doesn't take over games. He's just been dinking and dunking. I need to see more from Trevor Lawrence. I need him to see. You know, to use these weapons. I need. Um, I need Travis Etienne to continue to take it over that backfield. That's going to be something we continue to talk about because I, I'm a huge fan. But the Giants, man, they just keep winning games, just figuring out how to do it. I think uh, I think the Giants are going to be this team where at the end of the season they're probably going to be, you know, they could probably be like ten and five or ten and what seven now. Yeah, uh, that's probably even sh- selling them short. They're just a gritty freaking team, man. So. They could that's, at the same a, time not win another game, and nobody would be shocked. And that's wild. That is wild <laughs> that we're that we're there. But yeah, yeah that, that's that's what I'm thinking here. All right, number three for me is Chris Godwin, nine point one points per game this year and a half point PPR. Will wild. we see big time Godwin this year? Is it going to start to happen? Everybody expected a little bit of a slow start, but we're headed into week seven, and he's averaging yeah. less than ten. That's tough. I traded Godwin away for a Kenneth Walker share 24 hours ago and felt great about it. Is Chris Godwin going to be a top 15 receiver from this point? If everybody starts with zeros right now, week seven on, is he a top 15 receiver? No, no, I don't, I don't think so either. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate. I mean, this offense just hasn't looked as explosive as it has in the past. And for whatever that reason is, you know, 
it's just I don't I don't see it in the cards. They're not as healthy. They had a great run last year. They're just not the same. So yep. I think they're just having to rely more on um on the offense in a different way. So no, I don't see Chris Godwin being a top fifteen. All right. I the third thing that I'm looking for in this week seven, the absolutely atrocious AFC West needs to get their stuff together. Stop. <laughs> I just suck right now. They're so other than the Chiefs, who have been pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, look, I, I'll I'll come out and say I was wrong. I thought this was going to be the year that this this division stepped up. They've done everything other than that. Every single team other than the Chiefs have taken a step down. It feels like. Yep. And it, the defense is just. I mean, some of them are just absolutely absent. The Broncos are. If if they win games, it's because of defense. I, just superstars all over this division, and it's been nothing but a disappointment. And this seems like a get-right week. You know, the Chargers have the Seahawks; they could win that game. The Raiders have the Texans; they could run through them and win that game. You know, and then you've got the um, the Broncos facing a a, a pretty—I don't know—it's going to be a tougher matchup. Um, I'm trying to remember who they have. I was just looking at it. But the the Broncos, man, it, is without... it the Broncos for me? Last year mm-hmm. we spent the whole year saying it always feels good when the Seahawks lose. Sure, I love watching Russell Wilson lose. That has immediately switched to Denver for me. It wow. has to be you Russell. Like watching? It's, it's the Russell effect. When the Broncos lose, oh, I'm like, man. good. I'm glad they lost. I want them to lose every week. I don't want. I don't want them to lose every game. Why? I, I... I, who would you ra- who would you rather than beat? Where you're like, at yes, the point, Broncos at beat this them. Point, I, I, I guess I'm kind of indifferent. Like I wanted this to be a fun off. I wanted it to be like that, that that shootout every single week with these teams, and it's just we're not getting that. It you know, feels terrible. They lost Javante. Russell sucks in his corny. The receivers suck. There's Honestly, no tight what, end to rely on. I'm like, I don't right. want any part of this team. They the only suck. thing that gives me hope is the subway commercials. Like, oh my god, that's, that's the nail in the coffin hope. for me. For me, it's the leather jacket and it's the sunglasses for me. All right, we'll see. Um, a- AFC has some work to do. I mean, AFC yeah. West specifically has some work to do. For sure. Um, all right, moving on. Travis's trade tip tonight. Yeah, hit me. Something that I me. something that I've started to do and I've have found to be successful this week is like specifically on sleeper. When you are offered a trade, if it's close. Even if you like it, if you're going to want to try to get more, don't hit the counter button because what that does is automatically rejects that offer, sends yeah. them a, a a counter offer, and now they have all the power to either accept, decline, and I've seen deals, my own deals, die by countering back and forth until one at one point the other person's like, I'm not interested, I'm talking to somebody else, I'd rather just hold on to what I have. I have found great success this week in three deals by instead of hitting counter, just send them another deal mm-hmm. with what you want to counter with and it'll be its own deal. And then if they say no and you still like the original offer enough, it's still there. You can immediately hit accept. It's I like it. It's a way for your greed and, and effort to get one more little piece to not, you know, bite you at and you lose the deal. I, I, it's so frustrating when we text each other and say, I lost it. I hesitated. Yeah. Send, send the offer to him with what you want as a counter, but don't hit the yeah. counter button. 
then when they, they say no, yeah. never mind, then you just hit accept before they can pull that one down. It's like modern day fishing. It really it is. is. But you want the power. You always have the power if you can hit the accept button. So if you leave that there and the other mm -hmm. one gets turned down, even if they get frustrated, you just hit accept and, and take what you get. I like it. I Stop like it. Stop sending counters with the button. I like it. Use technology to your advantage. Yes. Hold. Yeah. Keep the power. I like that. I like that. Absolutely. I'll uh, I'll let you kind of decide where we want to go with this, Travis. Do you want me to mop the floor with you right now? Or oh, no. We're like... finishing. That's that's the big finish. Oh, cool. Then let's get into some big picks. Um, Travis, A segment we... that refuses to die. It just will not <laughs> die. Why won't you die? It's Ben's fault. A die nine nine nine. Yeah, no joke. We're killing um, big picks. No, you're not. Okay, no, we're, we're not, not killing big All picks. All right, we're not going to kill it. It's, <laughs> we're back. Stay around. Um, let's let's go through it, man. Let's talk our quarterback big picks of the week. Why don't you kick us off with your big pick this week? Of course, a refresher has to be five points over their projection. We suck at this, but that's yes. that's kind of the bit nowadays. Um, Aaron Rodgers is my big pick of the week for quarterback. I've got him behind me on Mr. Skelly. Tis oh, the nice. season. I see that. Um, Spooky season. Aaron Rodgers has been dead to fantasy managers this year. <sighs> it is time to wake up full zombie mode. 24 points is all it will take for Aaron Rodgers to be a big pick. I think he can do it. Washington, top 10 in points allowed to quarterbacks so far this year. Mm -hmm. I love to see that. On Yahoo, that, that means a little green plus matchup for Ooh, your quarterback. Like Always makes like you feel green. good. He loves playing Washington. He's gone over 300 yards per game in six career games versus them. And he's looking for a big bounce back game. He told me today, I'm looking for a big bounce back game after oh, wow. losing the last two weeks. Got three text. in a row is disastrous for that franchise. Trust me. I know yeah. three in a row is something we rarely see. I happy. think they take care of Washington who seems to be in shambles. I think Ron Rivera is on Always. the edge of losing that locker room. Um, I are we sure he hasn't already? He might, yeah, he <laughs> might have already. But there's no chance yeah. in my mind that Heineke comes out and wins. I think Aaron Rodgers comes out and is just slinging it. They've been trying gotta, to establish the run, establish the run. Let's get Dylan and right. Jones. How about we just air it out and see what happens? Right, air raid. I love air it. raid. Gonna need it. Um, I, and I agree with it. My quarterback big pick is Jimmy G. This was before the Christian McCaffrey trade, so it just kind of works out i don't expect chris mccaffrey to to play much in this game but i think that jimmy g is going against a team that has given up routinely high scoring um weeks to the quarterback position it, it is a offense that still has a bunch of weapons whether you want to um you know talk about them you know making the trade and not having the guy available um you still have jeff wilson who can get it done on the ground debo and Brandon Ayuk, and of course, George Kittle. All of them I'm starting in this matchup, and Jimmy G, I think, finishes as a top eight quarterback this week. Is he a top 12 rest of season with these weapons? I think... Um, if you ask me if he finishes in the top 12, I think he can. I don't expect him to. I expect him to... You know, He's going to be 15. You know, Jimmy or Rogers rest of the way? Gross. Oh, God. It's Jimmy G. I I can't do that. I gotta go with Rodgers. I, I can't. I can't. That's do the it. problem, man. You go with Rodgers all year, and you just uh uh nope. 
it. It's hard to turn Can't away from that Packers, that franchise. Damian Pierce, my running back, big pick of the week. Houston, Texas versus Las Vegas. Pierce, I was wrong about Pierce. Um, A lot I have of zero are. shares. I hate rookies in general. And the mm-hmm. only one that I have a share of is Brees Hall. Actually, two now. But Damian Pierce, 20 touches per game this year. Top 10 volume at the running back position, which is always nice to have, especially for how late you got him. Um, 49 touches over the last two weeks before the bye week with nine catches. 49 touches is incredible. That is elite stuff. 117 yards per game since taking over the, the lead back in week three. Yep. He seems like a matchup proof every week starter right now. Hey, I I can't I can't disagree with it, man. That that's a great um great move uh, on your part. We do have a quick question though. As we as we interrupt, we have a question in the the comments. Uh our man was it Tanjo TDK. Um it looks like he traded Brian Robinson for DJ Moore after hearing the CMC news. He said, "Did I win?" We'll I probably, I think we'll be split on this. I think he did not win. I think he uh, did. I think DJ Moore gets out of town, and I don't. I don't think DJ Moore is going anywhere. <laughs> I think that they're why going would to the keep team, that man. if he says I don't want to be here, why mm-hmm. would they say yes? You do. You're going to keep they, playing, and you're going to play hard because you like it. Because they have his contract. That's but why. he doesn't have to play hard. I mean, all certain- he has to do is go through the motions. That hurts the team. Like you might as well get picks, and then you get guys with those picks that want they're to buy gonna in. They're already going to get picks. They have like they're like the worst team in the league. I yeah, I think they keep him. I think they wait for them to draft a quarterback this year and when that quarterback comes in, DJ Moore is ready to welcome him. So I, I, I just think- I feel like the kind of like what he's saying in the comments, the upside of if DJ Moore goes somewhere or mm-hmm. if Sam Darnold comes back and it's just absolutely forcing the ball to DJ Moore the rest of the year. Sure. How often are you playing Brian Robinson? Brian Robinson, you could you could probably put him in as a running back too. You know, flex each week. Every week, I feel like I, he's maybe a flex some weeks, depending on the matchup. It's a three way split. Look, man, they love that guy. They they want they want they him suck. to be the guy. They suck. The Panthers suck. That's a di- that's a difficult question. Okay, We're, so the I answer is be, nobody wins. I knew we would be split wins. on this. Yes. Uh, if it's All a lottery right. ticket, I'm fine with it. If you need sure. running back production, you probably should have held on to Robinson. Agreed. All right, my running back big pick of the week is Josh Jacobs. So same matchup as the Damian Pierce matchup, except for Dave, or, uh, Josh Jacobs is coming off of a bye week. He's rested up. This is going against a Houston Texans defense that is terrible at defending the running back position. And Josh Jacobs happens to be one of the lone bell cows in the league. So I expect a big game out of Jacobs. Um, I would put it as a high likelihood that he scores this week and they get ahead and they're able to keep running the clock. So I think plenty of opportunities for Mr. Jacobs in this one. I think he finishes as a top five running back choice this week. He's been balling. He's the running. Well, he was the running back four before he went on by. So I think it's definitely possible. Brandon Ayuk for me to go with your Jimmy G start of the week. Ayuk. Finally arrived to the 2022 season last week. I know it feels like chasing points, as people call it in this industry. Mm. I know the buzz is about Christian McCaffrey this week, but in a matchup that is going to, I feel like it's always safe to say, it's going to be a high-scoring game with Kansas City. Ayuk right. should get plenty of work. We just saw the number wide, the number two wide receiver 
um, in Buffalo, Gabe Davis have 74 and a score. I feel like that's a very attainable line for Ayuk, who should be more involved than Davis even was. I feel like Ayuk should touch the ball five to eight times, 75 to 80 yards in a score. Should be a, a fairly safe line. You can't rely on the score, but I feel like in a game where they're coming from behind, pretty much, maybe they won't be coming from behind. I may, I, maybe it's, I think it's going to be close. Yeah, maybe it's 24-27, uh, but I think both offenses are, are going to be fine. So I think IU gets enough. I like that. That's that, that's actually not unrealistic. I think that there's a good chance that this defense for San Francisco is able to hold Kansas City in check. So we'll see. My wide receiver big pick of the week. None other than the Lazard himself. Alan Lazard for the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers, of course, like you said. Look at us. We great. need each other. <laughs> I need you, man. I need you. Uh, but yeah, Alan Lazard. He is going again. Like like you said, let me restart. Why Sorry. Washington's <laughs> awful against the quarterback position, but they are even worse against the wide receiver. And I think Aaron Rodgers, like you said, is looking to right the ship. And I think Alan Lazard is the guy to help him facilitate that desire. So I expect another big game, probably you know. 8 to 10 targets. He's probably going to see 75 yards and a touchdown in this one. He's going to have a nice game and you're going to be glad that you have him in your lineup. Absolutely start him with confidence as I have to in many, many leagues. And then I'll, I'll just kind of keep on rolling through Go the tight it. end position, Travis, because for whatever reason, we've chosen to always end with the tight end. Tradition. Mine is Evan Ingram. He is playing the Giants in a huge revenge game narrative. He also has been receiving a nice, comfortable target share each week. Uh, he did have a couple targets last week. That was kind of a fluke. I'll give him one you know, oopsie game. I think he'll get back to, you know, five to six targets. He's going to end up with, you know, I, I expect him to score in this game and I expect him to have roughly 50, 60 yards at least. So I think they're going to get him involved. I think that he's going to be a favorite target of Trevor Lawrence again. And I, I think that's going to be a nice game. I think it in a, you know, a world of bye weeks and you're looking for tight end streaming, Evan yeah. Ingram is not a bad option. I like it. My tight end, big pick of the week, David and Joku. Top five tied in and targets since week one. Which Love that. that is the volume. You can't ask for anything but volume. Really from, glad from I that dropped position. him. Really glad. <laughs> Did you cut him after week one or, or a couple weeks after? Uh, yep, after after week two dropped him. Oof. Yep. Um seventy seven yards per game over the last four weeks. The man is settled in as a big part of this offense. He is a very comfortable start. In any format, especially PPR with the volume that he's getting. Keep rocking and rolling with David and Joku. Dustin, before yes. we get to the grand finale tonight, I want to hit you with some stardom sit em, rapid fire questions. Those of you who are in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> those in the comments, always welcome to let us know your opinion on these. All right. We'll start with San Francisco. With the addition of Christian McCaffrey, do you think three days later you can still start Jeff Wilson versus the Chiefs? Well, I just said that Jeff Wilson should be startable. Um, so I think he's going to still get the bulk of the work. So I will say Jeff Wilson is someone you can start I agree. this week only. All right. David Montgomery, that name seems like, oh, yeah, for sure. But it's New England. And right. they are tough. So what would you do with David Montgomery? Who right. would you start over him of around equal level? Around David Montgomery? Yeah, oh, that goodness. RB20 range. Brian Robinson um, or David Montgomery? 
I would pro oh, goodness. I James would Robinson or Montgomery, those type of guys. I, I'd go I'd go oh man. I'd go James Robinson over Montgomery this week. I I'd probably go both those guys over over David Montgomery. I think this this uh offense is going to be stifled by this New England defense. They're gonna yeah. I mean, I just that's what I expect. So um and then you have Khalil Herbert. So I, I would I would sit David Montgomery this week if you can. All right, Zeke Elliott coming off of a pretty decent day with a touchdown now yes. gets the Detroit Lions, who have been very friendly to anybody in fantasy football, especially yes. at running back. Yes, the answer is yes. Start Zeke, start <laughs> to, uh, Tony Pollard as well? I'm starting them both. All right. Terry McLaurin, first game with his old buddy, Tyler mm -hmm. Heineke versus Green Bay and Zaire Alexander. Um. Oh, hell no. <laughs> you're not back in on Heineke, huh? Wentz is that big of a drop-off to any other backup? No. No. There's there's no chance I would start Terry McLaurin in this game. Yep, I agree. Sit him. Garrett Wilson with Elijah Moore uh, not playing this weekend. Is it Garrett yeah. Wilson or is it Corey Davis for you versus Denver? Um, twist, the option is neither. I think this is going to be terrible. Um, Denver's a great defense against fantasy producers. Like I, and what the abysmal showing that, that Zach Wilson had last week, I'm not in on any of these pass catches. If I had to start one, maybe go with Garrett Wilson, I guess, but okay. no, I'm out on all over under catches. 178 passing yards in the game for Zach Wilson under less than 90 a half. Yeah. Oof. All right. Math checks out. Then you definitely want to sit any and all pass catching weapons. Geno yeah. Smith. I'm in on Brees Hall, though. Yep, you have to be. Geno Smith versus the Chargers. Geno, a top 10 quarterback through six He's weeks. quarterback eight. Yeah, I, I look, it surprises me, but I got to go with yes. The Chargers defense has been very, very soft. So Geno Smith with those weapons, sign me up. I'm all for it. Geno Smith. Do you feel like Seattle maybe due for a little bit of a letdown? Chargers no. just gave Russ some problems. Russ gave Russ some problems. This, <laughs> All right. Lock it, lock it, DK, G, uh, Geno Smith, and Walker. Everybody's in. Yeah. Do you think they forced Russell Wilson to eat one of those sandwiches before every game? <laughs> like, you have it. You signed he the contract. He looks like he's eating like five or six. Like, guys, I don't want to <laughs> eat him anymore. It's in the contract. You have to eat it. <laughs> His cheeks are full of dangerous witches. <laughs> Finally, uh, actually two more. Jared Goff versus the Dallas Cowboys. How about them boys? Do you think they stifle Goff? Oh, goodness. Off of a bye. Ah, oh, man. You know what? In a pinch, I think if you are in like a deeper league and you need a quarterback, Jared Goff would be someone I'd be comfortable throwing in there. Um, but Dallas's defense, uh, when you're they're playing someone not named the Philadelphia Eagles, I think they do a pretty good job. So I, I would say he's going to be a mid-range quarterback this week. So I would feel okay starting him if I had to during the buys. All right. Marcus Mariota is our last stardom sit him versus okay. the Cincinnati Bengals. Do Drake London and Kyle Pitts give Marcus Mariota enough with a little bit of legs to have and a decent day? This, uh, this. Put it this way. Atlanta. Those bottom three, Geno, yeah. Goff, Mariota, rank those three. Mm -hmm. That'll answer the question. Well, I think I would go Gino, Mariota, and Goff. Okay, so he's fine. Yeah, I, yeah, I would. I would, like I said, he falls in the same range as Jared Goff. I have Gino above those guys. He just finds way to, ways to get things done. But Marcus Mariota with the rushing upside, I'm I'm okay with it. All right, that'll do it for the Stardom Sit and Rapid Fire. We are on Love to the it. big show. 
the we showdown. have yes. about 15 minutes or so for Dustin to enlighten the people about why or why not mm. Josh Allen should be the 101, meaning the first overall pick next year. Or gracious. And should he be the number one overall pick if you were starting your draft tonight for the rest of the year? Take the floor. So, so I will answer this in two parts. The first part, let's talk about the rest of the season, okay? Obviously, knowing what we know, what what the landscape looks like, if if I, someone were to ask me, Dustin, who would you take one-on-one right now? I think the answer would still be Josh Allen. Now, that is not the same as saying that Josh Allen should be the 101 in redraft one quarterback leagues next year. Take Travis likes to here for the rebuttal. Travis <laughs> likes to pretend that nothing happens in the offseason. But that's just not the case. Guys don't have the same seasons. Guy teams don't have the same health. You know, this what what happens when a quarterback has a great season is all of the things that need to go right go right. And calling it, you know, as a quarterback having, you know, just the skill to get it done all the time, if that's the case, there's not a huge difference in, you know, what Patrick Mahomes does and Josh Allen. Josh Allen rushes a lot more, yes. But what, what has Josh Allen been doing? He has been, get, he has been staying healthy, okay? That's awesome. That's what you need to have when you're going to be the quarterback one overall. Now, what you're saying in taking him 101 is that all these other quarterbacks, granted, let me give you some background of what's happening this season, okay? Okay. Because it's important to have that knowledge. Josh Allen, um, per game-wise, fantasy points, he is averaging 28.8. That's incredible. That is the best season we've seen, even better than Lamar Jackson's 2019 season. He averaged 27.7. Okay, Josh Allen is averaging four more points per quarter, per game more than any other quarterback. That's incredible, Okay. That doesn't happen every every year. Lamar Jackson had that type of year back in 2019, and, and you know Travis is going to tell me, well, Josh Allen throws it a lot better than than Lamar Jackson. True or false? That he throws it better? Absolutely. Yes. I would argue that Lamar Jackson runs better than uh, than Josh Allen. So, um, with that being the case, the next closest quarterback that year that he had the 27-point performance, the next quarterback was six points away, okay? If you would have taken that and then decided, man, I'm going to take Lamar Jackson, the very, I'm going to take him the same spot, you know, 101, the very next year. You know where he would have finished, Travis? He would have finished as the quarterback nine that year in points per game. And you wow. just took him 101. He, and I feel like if my memory serves me correct, he was hurt that year. Yeah, I'm talking in points per game. Yeah, I feel, but he, I mean, he was he was toughing it out and playing. I feel like he was affected. By oh, it. so you're telling me he wasn't as healthy as he was that first year? So it's a health thing for you then? I'm saying it's a risk thing. He, you can't tell me you what can't, position I, does not get hurt. What position well, gets hurt the least? Lamar Jackson didn't get hurt that year. That's why. So you you're telling you what you're saying is by taking him 101, I don't think he'll get hurt this year. And what you just said is arguing for my point. You don't know that he's going to get hurt. We can't we can't tell. But what I can tell you is that 
I'm drafting him 101, which means I'm not taking another position of need. I think he's going to have that because at that point, he has to have that kind of season for him to pay off. And if he doesn't, which the odds are in my Why? favor Why that he doesn't. Why does he have to have that kind of season for it to Because at the 101, you're drafting him to be the quarterback one. And if he's not right. the quarterback one, but he, he is now. But he should be. Oh, he should be. The clear. Are you saying that you don't expect him to be the quarterback one next year? Josh Allen? Yeah. I'm saying, yes, I agree. He should be. Oh, but if I say he should be. Then you said but he should, my, but I'm now but I return the favor. My, 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 Do my you point think will be, my, hold on, let me finish, let <laughs> yes. me finish. My point will be he should be, but by how much? And the question, and the answer to that is we don't know. Because right now he's outscoring the field by four points. But if that spread shrinks next year to a point, then the, the cost of taking him in the first round and Patrick Mahomes in the, the fourth round, when I could have gotten the same exact production, now I have an advantage over you because I've gotten higher quality wide receivers, running backs, tight ends on my roster, and I will beat you when I play you because I have an equal quarterback and better other position players. Theoretically, yes. You would say. Theoretically, yes. I'll take Patrick Mahomes. I'll take Kyler Murray. Sure. I'll take one of these other. I'll take Lamar. Those sure. guys give you those 15 to 17 point weeks. They've been doing it the last few weeks. Sure. Josh Allen is not giving you a 17 point week. We've already established that. Yeah. Josh Allen is having a great year this year and this year. 101. Yes. I would still take him 101 because he's proving he's having one of those special years. I'm not going to bet against that. What position players are you willing to take over Josh Allen next year? Next year? I mean, a lot can change. I think I could still argue that Christian McCaffrey would be someone I would be interested in. Um, Jonathan Taylor, you know, I, I, Austin Eckler with the work he's getting, you know, I think that's still a viable option. Cooper cup, Justin Jefferson, you know, it, a lot can change. You know, Jalen hurts is someone that, you know, you could arguably make a case for over Josh um, Allen. Sure. Yeah. Because the season's not over, you know, Josh Allen could go through a seven, eight game streak where he's just, he's, they've figured him out. They've, you know, they've got half why, a season of film, but why does that not apply to everybody else? To who you're saying I could make a case for Jalen yeah, hurts you could. because you Josh Allen can. could go through a cold stretch. What? Well, so could Jalen hurts. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like you're taking a guy at one Oh one, you know, you're say, okay, you're saying the risk of taking somebody who could go on the same cold stretch for a much higher price is not worth it. Because I because you're starting one quarterback, you know, yeah. right. So for me, if, the reason why I would do it is I feel like I can build around that much easier than oh I can build a, I can build a great roster and I'll just throw out Aaron Rodgers or Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr. That is what we said all offseason, including ourselves. Okay. I have Kyler Murray. I took him in the fifth or sixth. You have Kirk Cousins in our home league. Sure. It has not worked out. Kirk Cousins has not worked out. True. Had you taken Josh Allen in the second round, you'd probably be four and two, five and one. I know it's Possible. because he's having a great season, but yeah, I don't I mean, see any reason like quarterbacks get hurt less than any other position. He has more upside than any other player in the NFL. I would. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But you're talking about. You have to throw some theory in there, like some roster construction theory. I personally, just because 
like you bring up a great point. Like the the point you're you're making about Josh Allen, the reason why there's any contention for him ever being considered in the first round of a rookie or of a redraft one quarterback league is because of that dual threat rushing throwing upside. My thing is is that you want to talk about the rushing yards for for quarterbacks. You want to talk about um, how how many you know yards change, and you're you're going to get to a point. You have these quarterbacks that rush. You know, besides Lamar Jackson, because the difference being is that the offense is catered to Lamar Jackson. You right. know, he that's just what they do. Josh Allen is a he's closer to a. a a, a uh, pocket quarterback that also just decides, you know, F it, I'm going to run, and he happens to be an extremely talented runner. Him and Lamar Jackson are not the same. They're not. I agree. Nobody's like Lamar Jackson, but he is as close as you can get. He's close. Um, I'm saying, aside from injury, yes, he is the best quarterback. But if you go towards the the difference in, in play, whereas if I can get, you know, Again, we're talking about tier breaks and where the the you know hit rates. Um, if I can get close to his production in the fifth round, you know, yeah. you're talking about Joe Burrow. Joe, if Joe Burrow blows up and has a you know a 25 point a game season, which is I think we can agree is in, within the realm of possibility for that offense um, and for the weapons. I think you get that in the fifth, sixth round, and then you also have guys like you know if I can also get a Christian McCaffrey or you know, a top end wide receiver that also hits in those first couple rounds. Then the difference there, like we, the, the game we play, uh, you know, a lot of the time is what, what would we rather have? You know, we break it down. Yeah, round Josh by round. Allen or J- Josh Allen and Josh Jacobs or Joe Burrow and Dalvin cook. Sure. This year. Absolutely. You'd want Josh Allen. Absolutely. So, okay. So with three minutes left in the show, I mm-hmm. want to phrase it like this. You have said okay. multiple times now. You would take Josh Allen 101 from this point on in the year if you were drafting tonight. Yeah. Philosophy wise, is that just because you think he's on a he's in a special season that's not repeatable? Yeah, I think knowing what I know now and seeing what I'm seeing now, you know, assuming health for everybody, you know. Uh yes, Josh Allen is he's just show, he's showing that like he is having such a successful season and I'm, you know, assuming this continues, if everybody continues on their trajectories. Yeah, absolutely. I want Josh. Statistically, Allen I mean, historically he's due for regression is what you're saying. I'm saying that just as likely as it is that he continues having great season, it would still not like we've seen it happen before great starts. It, it would not shock me at all. If the NFL figures it out halfway through 10 games in and then the last seven weeks of the season, yeah. you know, he falls off, not necessarily even falls off a cliff, but comes back down to earth has, you know, a couple of 15, 14, he throws a few picks in a couple of games, you know, and well, we've seen like, uh, remember how we talked about how great Tyler Lockett was when he was coming out and he had that huge, you know, great start to the season, but then the yeah. second half of the season, he fell apart. That can happen for any position player. You know, Josh Allen having a great game, a great year, but then he has maybe even just two or three games where he throws two to three interceptions yeah. because they're they're great athletes everywhere. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh, he's human. You know? It happens all the time, and which is why I just say like anyone can hit, you know, that 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 bad spell, and that's not a reason you know, every any player can, but I'm saying that running backs don't usually hit that as bad as, you know, like any other position because of the volume they're seeing. 
You know, it's not like we're going to see like, oh, well, this is a, I don't know, like a bad team. So they're not going to, like, they're going to throw it so much less to where, you know, like if Josh Allen were on a bad team, yeah. would you want him any less than, than if he were on just yeah. an okay? Yeah, sure, I would but, want him a lot less. I know that he's on the Bills. I know that he has Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis. Right, right. I know that that system is working and right. he's getting better every year. I don't sure. see a reason why. Right, it's Josh Allen comes back to to the pack. He well, shouldn't then it come comes back. back he's not it comes back, back to, to this pack. question. Then, if Josh Allen loses his weapons, are you and then he's having a bad season? Are you then not allowed to pick up another quarterback and throw him in? What do you mean? I'm saying like, if I lose my 101, you know, and and am I going to get anything like? replacement value for the 101 like christian mccaffrey jonathan taylor no yeah you absolutely can you can get kenneth walker who should be up there we talked about corderell patterson was rb4 before injury sure that and that's why my argument is you take josh allen you don't worry about that position the rest of the season you can (sighs) find pieces if you are, if you just draft running back and wide receiver pretty much the next twelve rounds, this is yeah, your net is cast wide enough to hit on enough people, to where when he's giving you thirty a week, those other ten guys or other nine guys in most formats only have to combine for right, but other seventy guys or eighty have, points. But I'm saying like you can get a guy like are there three other guys in this league that can produce like Josh Allen? Sure, absolutely. not consistently. Of course, because like Josh Allen is having a special special season. Other guys can have that special season. We've seen it before. When when Patrick Mahomes was having his incredible game or his incredible season, yes. everybody he it was, was throwing 50, up forty. Yeah, it yeah. was fifty plus touchdowns. Exactly, but you didn't go and draft him in the first round next the next year because that kind of touchdown, like historically, you don't see that. The thing with Josh Allen is mm-hmm. the legs are so much, like. Josh Allen would be great without his legs. I I would argue that if he didn't have legs, he would be bad at quarterback. <laughs> like that, I would. I'm gonna stand by that argument pretty staunchly. All right, here's what we need to do. We need to revisit this here in about five or six weeks. See how we feel. Maybe this Josh not, Allen yeah. starts to come back. It's an um, ongoing conversation. I'm excited for the off season to talk about this. Um, yes. Assuming everything works out, this is going to be a lot of fun as a narrative that we continue talking about. I agree. Thank you guys for joining us on this Friday night. Dustin, you can bring us out. I got to run. Yeah. I wish we could hang out all night, but it's been run. a great time. Travis has got to run. Thank you all for listening and watching. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at losing sucks and on our website over at losing Thanks again. We appreciate each and every one of you. And remember losing sucks. Don't do it. Don't do it.